Welcome to the Doxa Dialogue, a podcast about living life on mission for the glory of God. My name is David Rudy, and I'm the pastor at Doxa Church. I am joined by my wife, Julie, this morning. Hello, Julie. Hello. So good to be here today. Yeah, we actually were talking about the podcast, and we're like, let's just go get some chicken noodle soup oh, from Chick-fil-A. It's just a rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. Um, you want to tell everybody what's new? What is new in our lives? Well, we have the marriage conference coming up this weekend, tomorrow, which yeah. I'm super excited about. Marriage is hard, and it's always good to get a little tune-up here and there, and I think Ron and Jody are just going to have a lot of great wisdom to speak into us. It's going to be so good. Lee and Amanda are doing a lot of prep work, getting ready for this. Yes, thank you if you're listening. We appreciate you. Yeah. I know Lee was telling me, so him and Amanda, they're ordering the sub sandwiches for Friday night. And so he was like talking to the Walmart person because it's like, oh yeah, you get one sub, it'll feed 15 people. They're like, okay, great. Yeah, we got 40 people coming. We'll get, we'll get two of those. And the lady was like, you know what? I don't know if we have enough bread <laughs> for Friday. We might not be able to fill this order with bread. And <laughs> so we love you. Lee was just like, all right. Uh, told Amanda, like, yeah, let's just go somewhere else for that. But they're tying yes. up all those loose ends and it's going to be so good. It is. We've got a really fun topic today. Oh yeah, this is a good one. I feel like this one is really near and dear to our heart. That's been part of our sanctification process for so long. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about this because I was driving to pick up the boys from school the other day and we hadn't quite nailed down what we were going to be talking about for Mm -hmm. our podcast this week and I began to think about it like oh that could be a really good topic then later and I hadn't told David about that yet we hadn't had a chance to talk and then David came home from work and he started talking about something and he's like I think a really good podcast would be such and such which we will tell you in a minute and I was like oh my word I was driving today and I had the exact same thought the Holy Spirit's hands are all over this which is just a beautiful thing so I'm excited about it yeah absolutely so without any further ado here's what we want to talk about and it's simply the balance of having truth and love Mm, it's hard guys it's hard yeah it's so easy to get off track on this and this is something that we're super passionate about And we've really had to analyze our own lives and check our own hearts on this numerous times. Yeah, it's a daily thing that comes up to work on truth and love. And we haven't arrived and we've landed on this perfect formula. But at the same time, having this perfect balance of truth and love is so key. Mm -hmm. If you get off balance, it can get really messy and yucky. Yeah. So we're going to break that down. You see it in 1 Corinthians 13, like the love chapter, right? Like it talks about having truth and love without having love. It's a noisy gong, a clanging symbol. You see this in Ephesians 4.15, where we're talking about unity in the body of Christ. The repeated theme that is woven in and out through the entire New Testament is having truth and love mm-hmm. together. There's so many scriptures. We were looking them up as we were prepping for this, and there's just so much that the Lord speaks about this. Yeah. So to do this, I want to start us off with John chapter 4, verse 24 specifically, where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. 
Let's just back up briefly, though, to give a little context. I think most of us are probably familiar with the story of the woman at the well. Jesus is telling her, I have living water. And so he's engaging in a conversation with this woman, and she's being a little a little tad snippy. And so she's talking with Jesus. Here, I'll just pick it up in verse. Let's pick it up in verse 16. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you've said is true. The woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. I'm going to pause right there. Mm -hmm. So she immediately goes to this debate topic. She's trying to change the conversation to get off of what Jesus is actually driving at, how he is the living water. And she's just bringing up this, oh, we worship over here and you worship over here. And it's this like really nitpicky thing to really distract from the main thing that Jesus is saying. Mm-hmm. I think too, it's hard when you're reading words to know tone. But I yeah. imagine when I read this, that her tone is probably not very kind. And we're jumping in. For sure. But if, if you see the whole passage, just take it as a whole, like you can really see there's got to be some attitude there. So Jesus's answer here is, verse 21, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. Okay, so he's laying to rest. Let's not argue about this. Verse 23, he's giving the truth that all of this rests on. Verse 23, but the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Hmm. So yes, the balance between having spirit, being led of the Lord, in love, abiding in the love of Christ, and also having truth. It's really problematic when you see people who are just all spirit, it's all love, it's all feeling, and they're and they completely miss truth. It's also just as problematic when it's all truth. There's a tweet I saw actually just yesterday. It's super good. Yeah, and it's just so relatable to where this is at. Someone I know actually tweeted this. They said, All love and no truth is hypocrisy. All truth and no love is brutality. The power is in the balance, truth and love together. It's so good. What sticks out to me there is when it's talking about all love and no truth is hypocrisy. And how true is that? Our world just screams, you got to love. It's all about the love. But if we have all love and there's no truth, are we really loving that person? Mm-hmm. No, it's hypocritical because mm-hmm. we're not. Oh, yeah, that's always going to be inconsistent. You can see it over and over again. The world's version of love is completely inconsistent. They can never really forgive people. They're always holding things over people and canceling people. And then all truth and no love. Yeah, we'll talk a lot more about this. But the power is definitely balancing those two together. You have to have both. So we have four questions that we're going to work through on this. All right. Do you want me to get started? Yeah, go for it. Question one. What does it look like to have love without truth? All right. Love without truth. 
This is the type of person who is literally making their faith a Disney movie. <laughs> Just follow your heart. Whatever feels good. No, the heart is desperately wicked. Yeah. And deceitful yeah. above all things. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and it's super I almost want to say ironic, but it's not really ironic. It's just it's just reality that people who let this kind of take over, they really are just following the same beat of the world and they're a few years behind whatever the world says. So it's like what they see on the news or what they hear from like every source besides biblical Christianity in the Bible and the church, they're just going to want to bring that into the church and make that the mm-hmm. big issue. I think too, when we're in circumstances that are maybe really hard, it could maybe qu- make us question the validity of the Lord and in his word. What do we need as Christians? We need truth. We mm-hmm. need his word to help hold us up and to bring us back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because... If you have love without truth, your feelings are king. You're going to start placing yourself over the authority of scripture. We've seen this sadly more times than I wish I've seen this happen, but you don't end up with true love in the end. Mm -mm. In the end, you end up with a selfish, narcissistic lifestyle where it's about what I want, what I feel, bend over for me. And you're not really giving an inch and there you have hypocrisy and i think too when you said feelings are king i think mm-hmm. think if you think about that ask yourself am i letting my feelings control my decision making mm-hmm. and if that is the case then you're gonna have love without truth yeah and we didn't mention this earlier but this really affects every facet of life this is going to come into play when you're parenting and you're talking to your kids about a problem this is going to come into play when there's a disagreement in the workplace and mm-hmm. you have to sort it out and you have to handle it. Like you need to have truth and love. You need to have that balance. Right. And I think with your example in the workplace, I don't know if your coworkers are saved or not, but mm-hmm. let's say your coworkers are unsaved and they know you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. If you're going to not have truth and love in the same balance, then they're not going to see Jesus in you. They're going to be like, why do I need that? <laughs> why do I need to change my life if it's really fine? So you have to have you have to have truth in there. It can't just be making them feel good because where they're headed is just, is the path of destruction. I actually think one really big thing that can happen if this is your perspective of having love without truth is it can cause a ton of pride. Mhm. And in that pride, we kind of place ourselves over the authority of scripture. Yeah. And That's a dangerous place to be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And honestly, that same principle of pride, it comes into play on this other side, too. Like, Mm -hmm. both the the flip side, they both have it. All right, now we've got our second question. What does it look like to have truth without love? Yes. Let's talk through that for a little bit. (laughs) Pride definitely comes into play here as well. But... I I actually heard very recently, I heard a interview. It was like a little panel with three pastors and they were talking about an issue. And immediately this guy just goes to truth is the most important thing. We have to hold the line on this truth. Maybe he didn't say it with that exact intensity in his voice, but after listening to him for one minute, I immediately was able to just have flashbacks to, (laughs) to the truth police 
that are all about <laughs> holding the line, defending this issue, and they don't have any love involved in it. You know what happens? Of course, to they me? wouldn't say that. They would say they're doing it in love, but they're missing that balance. You know what happens to me when that happens? It's like the tone and the timing of it all. Maybe what the words they're saying is truth, mm-hmm. but the way it's being delivered, I literally want to just put like zippers on my ears. It's tur- it turns you off, yeah, completely. To like, I don't want to hear anything you have to say. Yeah. And this can happen in your marriage relationship. It happens mm-hmm. to us. Maybe I need to say something to David, but the way I'm saying it, mm-hmm. it's just going to either cause him to have an ugly tone back or it's going to cause him not to want to hear what I have to say because of how I'm saying it and vice versa. He yeah. can do that to me. Actually, we had a similar situation just last week. Julie's parents were in town and long story, my mother-in-law was talking to Beckham about, hey, we're going to take you to Mackinac Island one day in the future. And this is the nephew that you're going to go with. And Beckham, the little lawyer that he is, (laughs) couldn't handle that. And he just started listing off all these reasons why that was a horrible idea. Like he doesn't get along with this particular cousin. And there's a couple other cousins that he really loves playing with. And so he just like rifles off 12 reasons why that's a terrible idea loses his cool we'll just say and you're like oh great as a parent it's like the worst right like your kid is mouthing off to to their great it's just like oh my word they think i'm a horrible parent what are we gonna do <laughs> but i was talking to beckham about it i came home from it work. got resolved and disciplined happened yeah yeah, yeah. but as i was talking to beckham i was like look beckham you've seen the same thing happen with me where like you and paxton are doing something that's wrong i get upset about it and I tell you to stop, but I don't tell you in the right way because I'm upset and I say it with an intense voice and you guys don't even hear me. You're just hurt because I spoke the way I did. If you're presenting it, even if what you're saying is actually true to, to grandma, and I was like, Beckham, I agree with you. What you're saying is 100% true. But the way you presented it was so bad and so off with the, right, the wrong tone that she's not even hearing that. She's just reacting to your overreaction. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this definitely comes into play all over the place. But having truth without love is not great. It never accomplishes really what you, you just turn into like defending your own camp. And, and I think back to my upbringing and David's upbringing, we're really similar to each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to just preface it with saying we're super grateful for our upbringing and so much to be grateful for. But in that upbringing, in the circles that we were in, there was a lot of this, so much truth, and maybe not met with a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And what ultimately happens is things become very legalistic. Mm-hmm. It's, well, the Bible says this and this, and so too bad. Where if that was met with some grace and yeah. love, then maybe some of those truths would want to be upheld. Yeah. And there's a lot more we can say here. I want to actually continue this conversation by mixing both of them together with our third question. What is the end game of missing either truth or love? Okay, so let's say you don't have a balance and one of those two are not there. What happens? I actually came across this as well this week, and it was another thing that I just saw on Twitter and I screenshotted. But the quote is, one danger of building your platform on critique is that your ministry becomes parasitic. You begin to see errors in places they don't exist. 
because like a parasite, the survival of your voice depends on their blood. And he said, it's harder to build something, but worth it over time. Mm -hmm. So what you have is pride is really full force. And one of the things about Doxa Church is we're always talking about this. Like we are a church that exists to glorify God through the fulfillment of the Great Commission. We're, we're for his glory first and foremost. Mm -hmm. You can have a lot of different veins of churches, and we've been in these churches. You can have a church that's all about community, and that's great. That should be happening with church. But you can have a church that's just all about evangelism. Again, super important to have as a church. You can have a church that's all about discipleship. And again, we should be doing discipleship, of course. Let's get in the Word. Let's study it. Let's know it. Mm -hmm. But you have to live it out, and you live it out by bringing glory to God and showing His glory. And I've been in these churches. Right out of college, I was in like a whole area. It was just all about these are discipleship churches. We are making disciples. We are diving into the word and people know their stuff. Let me tell you, they know their stuff inside and out. So arrogant sometimes. And it doesn't produce the fruit that it should be producing because nobody's getting out there and actually abiding in Christ and abiding in the love of Christ. What happens is you become imbalanced because you're so focused on the knowledge Mm -hmm. portion. And you, a lot of times when that happens, the relationship is foregone. Yeah. And we're all about having truth. Of course. Yeah. Like hundred percent. David course. speaks what the Bible says uh -huh. every Sunday. And sometimes it will step on toes and that's okay. Cause that's the truth, but it has to be met with the problem is when you start stepping back and analyzing, okay, what am I spending most of my time on? What am I the most passionate about? What riles me up and gets me going? Is it the love of Christ that can, compels us and holds us together where we're like, I can't shut up about talking about how Jesus has changed me? Mm -hmm. Or is it like, I can't believe that person did this? We become a sin police. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a very slight thing, but once it takes root and takes hold and you start going down that path, it stifles your relationship with God. And it turns into learning things about God and knowing about God and talking about God rather than talking to him and sharing him with others. And whenever you look at the New Testament to have the abundant life where you have pasture and you're hearing his voice, you are abiding in the love of Christ. It's not just having the truth down. It's having the balance of these two, of spirit and truth. So if you're in the place where you're looking under every stone and digging into people's past, you could even be presented, well, hey, here's what this person said. And you're like, but really, were their motives exactly pure? Like, as soon as you find yourself in that place, just back up and say, hey, wait, where's my spirit at? on this where is this headed i think one way to find balance here it's actually pretty simple it's just grace mm -hmm. god's given us so much grace and we have to be ready and able to show others grace and i'm not saying let people walk all over you because you're just like grace there mm -hmm. is a balance to that and that's a whole other topic for another day mm -hmm. but i think if i were to ever get a tattoo I have one, and I think that's probably it. But if I were to get another tattoo, yeah, it would be truth and grace because it means so much to me in my walk with the Lord. Once I realized the grace that the Lord has given me and how that grace can bring balance to that truth portion that can feel so heavy sometimes, mm -hmm. it's such a beautiful picture that brings joy when those two components are brought together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People who don't have 
this blended together without fail eventually turn into frustrated little caustic very critiquing critiquey I don't know the right word there yeah yeah it's just not the type of person that is like productively bearing fruit and it's a blind spot because you think oh man I'm the one holding the line here on this and you're really not you're really not helping a whole lot of people you're in your own little camp and it's like this echo chamber and then you start looking around and getting frustrated at everyone else instead of just focusing on Christ. Which is so prideful. Yeah, we wrote down our list of how you find balance, give grace, strive for unity, focus on Christ. It has to be about that. Our world needs more historically rooted, spiritually alive, mission serious, Jesus exalting, and jaw-droppingly loving churches. Mm. I saw that the other day and I was just like, yeah, I love that description. That's the kind of church we need. We don't need people who are just in their own little bubble who are reading all these theology books and getting mad and arguing with other Christians. That is not what our world needs right now. So much head knowledge and no heart. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. We've been very close proximity to this kind of culture. And I just have to say, those are literally like, the most unfun people to have in your church because they drag the spirit down. They drag the momentum down. Like it's like you're pulling, you're like this weight that's like like heavily like slowing things down. So worship in spirit and truth and have the balance between the two. Some people listening to this may lean more heavily on truth and you're a truth person. Great. Make sure you balance it with the spirit. Others that are listening to this podcast, you're more of the, the free spirited, like, <laughs> I just love people and it's hard to say this to them. I get that too. Don't forget you can't truly love them without sharing the truth. And if you're compromising the truth, you're not loving them. So it is just a ever constant thing to actually be aware of. It's, we're never going to like completely master it. We're going nope. to err one way or the other from time to time. But this is one of those things where abiding in Christ. Ask yourself and pray through this. As situations arrive in your life, circumstances, before you might say something in a tough situation, mm -hmm. okay, am I speaking truth? Okay, yes, that's great. You should be speaking truth. Am I speaking it in love? Am I being grace to those that are hearing me? Mm -hmm. And if you don't have both of those, yep. you're going to have a little drama in your life. Think about Peter, right? Peter is the ultimate truth he's going to take out the sword and chop off malchus's ear like how dare you touch my savior he's ready to fight for truth at the end of peter's life you read second peter give a reason for the hope that is in you and do it with gentleness and respect i love to see the maturity of peter over the years of how he did that turn into that kind of man because yeah. he abided in christ As we're wrapping this up, just ask yourself a few questions. First one, are you speaking love without truth? The second one, do you have the truth there? Your justice meter is pretty high, but you don't have any love to it. And then lastly, just ask yourself, are you missing the key component that brings them together? That grace, that striving for unity, that focus on Christ? How are you doing on that? 
If you have any questions or comments, thoughts about what we just talked about, we would love to dialogue together about it. So you can always reach out to us. Absolutely. Seat is open. Exactly. You can like this episode. You could share it and spread the word about what we have here. It's fun to see this community grow. And we look forward to having another one very soon. You are loved.